0: Disney Deciphered, a podcast helping you save money, time, and stress as you plan your Disney vacation. On today's episode, we break down our favorite Disney hotels by price level, value, moderate, and deluxe. Find old episodes of the podcast at DisneyDeciphered.com, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere you find podcasts. We'd really appreciate it if you could leave us a positive review. Contact us anytime, DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com, at www.deciphered on Twitter, or on our Facebook page, DisneyDeciphered. And if you'd like to support the show, check us out on Patreon.com slash DisneyDeciphered. Thanks, and enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Joe from As the Joe Flies.
1: And I'm Leslie from Trips with Tykes.
0: And welcome back to Disney Decipher. So Leslie and I have not stayed at every single Walt Disney World hotel, but we have stayed at the majority of them at this point. And so, you know, we thought something that might be good, helpful for people who are planning their trip. And kind of also going along with our series, you know, talking about the most important things you need to think about as you're planning your vacation. If you've decided to stay on site, we want to give some of our favorite recommendations for on-site hotels and break them down by price category. So what we're going to do is we're going to talk about each price category, give a little bit of a refresher about what that price category entails, what are the features of that category, and then talk about our favorite picks. So you ready to kick things off, Leslie?
1: Definitely.
0: Before we get started, we want to thank one of our newest Patreon supporters, Matt H. Thank you so much for your support and for emailing us. You know, if you are interested in supporting the podcast, you can check us out on patreoncom slash Deciphered. You can either support us regularly and receive bonus content, or uh, if we've helped you to plan your trip, you know, we have a link for you know a one-time tip or donation, and we really appreciate those as well. And for everyone who gives us a one-time donation, we also will share some bonus content with you as well. So thanks so much, Matt. We really appreciate it.
1: Thank you indeed.
0: All right. So let's get to it and let's get started with value resorts. So kind of what is the hallmark of a value resort, Leslie, or obviously value resort means the cheapest onsite resorts, but what do you get for the money that you pay or the less money that you pay for a value resort?
1: That's right. So value resorts are... Pretty basic motel style hotels but with really over-the- top Disney theming so like in terms of the structure it might be a motel six no it's not a motel six but yeah um, it might be worse no, I'm just kidding <laughs> no no but I mean Disney really does the the theming over the top in big and bold ways so they, they feel very family friendly and the, the value resorts are usually pretty huge there are three all-star resorts um, movies music and sports. And then there's Art of Animation and Pop Century and then the campsites at Disney's Fort Wilderness Resort, which are kind of a different type of resort. So these are really just big utilitarian resorts that have Disney theming and they give you all of the on-property benefits. I mean, that's really the advantage for a lot of families on a budget is they don't have to pay that much more for off-property Options um, for very basic hotels. And then they get Magical Express, they get 60A Fast Fast, they get all of those benefits that go, go along with staying on Disney property.
0: Yeah, so I totally agree. You know, Valley Resorts is just a way to access the Disney benefits um, without paying too much and be inside the bubble because there are hotels outside of disney world that receive extra magic hours benefits and 60 day fast passes but some people you know like to be on the bus system like magical express you know these are the things that you get by staying at a value resort so what uh is your pick for the best value resort or your favorite value resort
1: so the pick for me is a runaway obvious hit disney's pop century i just stayed there on the october trip then I've And I've stayed there before. The rooms have been fully renovated. They have two queens now, a pull-down bed and then a standalone queen instead of the doubles, the two doubles that many of the values used to have. And those are slowly being converted. And, of course, Pop Century is on the new Skyliner. So you get a transportation bonus that you don't get at the other values. So this is, like, a totally easy choice for me. Pop Century, hands down. What about you?
0: Yeah, I was trying to, like, be creative and give people another option. and. Art of Animation is also on the Skyliner, but the reality is Art of Animation, it's more of like a family suites hotel. And I've had friends who've stayed at those family suites and they're really nice and there's a little more space. But the reality is those family suites, they run like $300 plus a night. It's like paying for deluxe prices or well, more like moderate prices, um, but getting a lot more space. But when I'm thinking value, I'm thinking people who are trying to save like as much money as possible because you can stuff stuff my family of five into a Valley Resort's standard room for $150. So even though Art of Animation is technically a Valley Resort, they have very few standard rooms. And since I have actually never seen one on sale when I've looked for it, um, and by on sale, I mean just available to book, you know, I just could not give the nod to Art of Animation. So I went with Pop Century as well. It's on the Skyliner. People loved it before it was on the Skyliner. I think the prices are actually going to end up going up because of the Skyliner. But as of right now, it's still technically a value and I think it's the best one in show.
1: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how the prices shake out long term. I and mean, it already was more expensive than the All-Star Resorts, but I expect that gap to widen a little bit um, with the transportation and just with the rooms being newer and nicer and and the All-Stars just aren't, aren't done yet with that renovation.
0: Yeah, in preparation for this episode, I did do some searches and found, you know, a bunch of pop century rooms for 150 still. So, at least in 2020, prices still look good, but, you know, stay tuned as always with Disney.
1: All right, well, let's dive into the moderates. Tell us a little bit about what distinguishes the moderate category rooms from the other options at Disney, Joe.
0: So with a moderate, you know, you start adding kind of amenities to the resort itself. The pools are nicer. There are more restaurants. Um, You know, you still are entering your room from an outside door with the exception of the Grand Destino Tower at Coronado Springs. But the rooms, you know, they're about the same, but they're a little bit nicer inside. So the resorts overall are just kind of more comfortable to stay in. There's more to do there. There's more to hang out there. And Importantly, uh, which we forgot to mention with the value resorts, but value resorts are kind of where all the school groups end up staying. And if you're staying at a moderate, you know, you're going to see much less school groups that are. I mean, you put a bunch of teenagers together or junior hires together, they're going to be loud. Even if they're your kids and you love them, they're going to be loud. So that is something that plagues the value resorts from time to time. The interesting thing about the moderate resorts, though, is in general they are less Disney themed than the values, which is kind of a little bit backwards actually as you move your way up there's just less and less disney theming or maybe a better way to say it is the disney theming becomes more subtle like there's a lot of hidden mickeys at coronado springs and really in all the moderate resorts but you know it's not like over the top in your face it's not like herbie the love bug is emerging from your bank of rooms like a uh, all-star movies so that's a uh, you know kind of the lowdown for moderates unless i miss anything leslie
1: yeah. Real quickly, let's list the moderates before we make our picks. There's Caribbean Beach, Coronado Springs, Port Orleans Riverside, Port Orleans French Quarter, and then the cabins at Fort Wilderness. So Joe, I'll let you go first this time. What is your pick for favorite moderate resort?
0: So it is tough. I will give, uh, I can't, I can't get away from it. It's uh Coronado Springs staying at the Grand Destino Tower. It's, it's just too nice. And like we said in our Coronado Springs review, Grandestino Tower feels like a moderate plus or a deluxe light. I just really love the rooms there. It was just the whole entire experience was really nice. Um, the bus stop is right there. So everything's really convenient. So, you know, I would go with Coronado Springs, Grandestino Tower. If I was trying to save money, get the cheapest moderate resort out there, I would recommend Port Orleans French Quarter. And that's because a lot of these moderates can be really sprawling you kind of get more space, like it's less densely packed than the values, which is nice in the sense that everyone's not on top of each other, but it leads to like a ton more of walking. However, French Quarter is really nice and compact, really densely packed in there. And so, you know, I think that's a nice one if you uh, don't want to shell out the extra 40 or 50 bucks for Coronado Springs. And it has beignets. What would uh, be your pick?
1: Well, you stole my pick. My pick is definitely Port Orleans French Quarter. I, I still think I'm really intrigued by Coronado Springs and the Grand Destino Tower. Not not the rest of Coronado Springs, but it's still I still think that pricing is going to be prohibitive in the long term. Like it's going to be quite a bit more expensive than the other moderates once the dust settles on that. That's just my my guess. But um, yeah, French Quarter, we, my family stayed there about a year ago, summer of 2018, when we were there for Toy Story Land's grand opening. And it was a great fit for our family. The pool was amazing. It has a great water slide with a kind of a sea serpent theme and then a splash pad right next to it with all sorts of fun things for Younger kids to enjoy, and then, like you said, the layout of the resort is so compact. And having stayed at Port Orleans Riverside the previous trip with my family, and sort of done all the walking, and it was hot and sticky, and we really felt like we were, gosh, at like some sort of a southern manor trying to, like, you know, sweat as we walked to our to our room. We were really pleased by the the layout of. French Quarter and really enjoy the theming. I mean, the New Orleans theming's fun. You know, you you did say that the moderate resorts are not quite as themed and they aren't quite as Disney themed, but I do think that they do have a compelling theme. And of course, at French Quarter, you have all the the New Orleans and Mardi Gras vibe there, which was a lot of fun for my kids to enjoy.
0: Great clarification. I should have clarified that it's the Disney theming that isn't as present. And of course, the Disneyland Lover and You, there's no New Orleans Square in uh the theme parks in Florida. So you got to get it at your fresh quarter.
1: Uh, that's right. And of course, I was born in Mobile, Alabama, we should say, which is the second largest Mardi Gras city. So I guess I kind of have like an affinity for Mardi Gras stuff.
0: Well, I learn something new every day. There we go. That <laughs> All right. So let's move on to the deluxes. So, you know, what makes a deluxe a deluxe resort?
1: So it is the more luxury level hotels. They have you know nicer pools with pretty extensive, usually water slides and features. They are not uh, outside entry. You actually are entering uh, your hotel room from you know a corridor that is internal to the hotel, so not the motel style that the other value and moderates have. So yeah, the resorts just are. Nicer. And most of them have a premium location in some way, shape, or form. Like they're the hotels on the monorail or they're within walking distance of the International Gateway at uh, Epcot. So they're, you know, not every hotel has that necessarily has that location advantage, but for the most part, the deluxe category, category hotels do.
0: And those deluxe category hotels are Animal Kingdom Lodge, which is the one that does not have anything within uh, walking or monorail distance, Beach Club, Boardwalk, Contemporary. The Grand Floridian, Polynesian, Wilderness Lodge also only has a boat and yacht club. So, what are you picking? I feel like I know what your pick is going to be. Is it your pick from childhood?
1: <laughs> yes. I'm going to have to go with a Polynesian. And, you know, it, it's, it's, I've said on many different episodes, it's just been my favorite hotel. Cause that's where my family stayed when I was a child, but I still think it has a lot going for it. Even now, even, you know, there have been some other, other deluxe resorts that have moved way up and that I would definitely consider for a lot of different kinds of trips. But if I could just like money were no object and I really wanted to stay at a hotel that like meant something to me. The Polynesian is that. And I I think the location of the Poly is another reason that it remains on my list, even though it may not necessarily have like the newest refresh at any given moment, um, room refresh when I'm staying at it. The location where you can walk to the TCC and then take the monorail to Epcot, or you can monorail to the Magic Kingdom. That is just really superior in my mind. So what about you, Joe? What's your pick for favorite deluxe?
0: See, for this one, I really wanted to choose the poly, but I knew that you would have it. So I'm going to pl- pick a deluxe that I have not stayed at, but I know you stayed at multiple times and enjoyed, and that is Yacht and Beach Club. Honestly, cannot really tell the difference between the two. I know there are some subtle differences, but in my mind, I always think of them at the same as the same resort, but... I love nautical theming stuff. I love um, you know, that kind of architecture, that kind of color scheme and stuff like that. It's similar to Newport Bay Club, which I stayed at in Disneyland Paris, which I really appreciated. Most importantly, it's within walking distance to Epcot and Hollywood Studios. I have always loved Epcot, and Hollywood Studios, of course, has the new Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, which I still have not gotten enough of yet. Even though I haven't stayed there, Yacht and Beach Club is where I would like to stay. Plus, they have one of the best pools on site, so that's where I would go. Do you have a preference between yacht or beach.
1: Yes, I have a preference for yacht just because I like the room layouts better. They have the door that I always am looking for between the room and the bathroom and beach in the newly renovated rooms does not have a door. It's open to the room. So I think that's important for families to know. Now, yacht is a little bit further of a walk to Epcot and to the Skyliner station right outside of International Gateway. So that's something to consider. But I mean, we're talking two, three minutes. And if you get a superior room, it's worth it to me. But yeah, it's funny. I mean, I picked the Polynesian, but I have definitely stayed in the last couple of years way, way more at Yacht and Beach Club, and you know, in part that's because the pricing is lower. Sometimes I've just been there for a conference, or that's happened to be where the conference was. It's funny. I I really those those rooms have moved up, in my opinion, really close to the top, especially when the price is several. I mean, the price can be several hundred dollars cheaper than the Polynesian, and I don't know if that that. Price differential will remain now that the Skyliner is open, but something to keep in mind. I, I definitely can't justify paying like $200 more for the poly when, you know, you could find beach and yacht in, in the high 300s. It's
0: just you never forget your first love, Leslie. And that's why the poly still uh, remains near and dear to your heart.
1: I know. I lo- and I love all things Polynesian, Hawaiian. I mean, there's, I love Aulani. We have our family goes to Hawaii all the time. We love tiki bars. So, you know, it's not Trader just- Trader Sam's. Trader, Trader Sam's Stam. puts everything over the top. Yeah, yeah, it does. It does.
0: All right. So let's finish with the last uh, category, which it's sort of, it's actually pretty confusing, but there's a separate category Disney uses for deluxe villas for all intents and purposes, that just means they're DVC resorts. And it's confusing because a lot of them are attached to existing deluxe resorts like Bay Lake Towers with Contemporary, Kidani Village is with Animal Kingdom Lodge, et cetera, et cetera. There are three that are separate from any other resort, and those are Old Key West, Saratoga Springs, and then the new Riviera Resort. This is kind of its own category of its own, you know, we need to get a dvc episode down you know that's definitely on our list of things that we're going to cover but out of these deluxe villa resorts uh, which also means you don't have standard rooms like the lowest level room is a studio quote-unquote but really most of the rooms are just one two or three bedroom villas or suites out of all these which one do you prefer which one would you like to stay at the most
1: yeah, we haven't had an occasion to stay in villa deluxe villas when we've been to Disney World recently. I mean, if money were no object, the Polynesian Overwater Bungalows, are, of course, would be on the top of my list, but I will never be able to afford those. I actually think the ones that are the most enticing to me are the Bay Lake Tower rooms because Contemporary, Walking Distance to Magic Kingdom, and I think there's just a lot of great restaurants and amenities at the Contemporary. So that is probably number one on my list Uh, on my bucket list if we're going to stay at a deluxe villa down the road what about you
0: short aside to stay at the polynesian bungalows that's essentially 70 percent of our low budget disney itinerary that we came up with a few episodes ago so probably don't want to stay there if you're doing the low budget one or even the high budget one those are like over two thousand dollars a night wow (laughs) it is insane um it's like a it's like people's entire years worth of DVC points for one night. Anyway, the villa that I actually have stayed in, it was for a media event. I don't know why they put us up in this, because we totally do not need this. But I really enjoyed it was at Kidani Village, Animal Kingdom villas at Kidani Village. They're the same villas in Jamba House. The interesting thing is I've also like walked through villas like on D V C tours or at Alani. I feel like they're all the same, or generally the same. It's just kind of like the decoration or the decor is different. So room wise, they're all pretty similar, but the reason why I would choose animal kingdom lodge is because if you're going to be renting a one or two bedroom villa, if you are kind of getting that much space, You're going to want to spend time in that space and spend time in your room. And Animal Kingdom Lodge is a great place to spend time at the hotel because you can look at the animals outside. You can go eat at Sanaa. You can go to Boma. Like there's so many great places to eat. There's so many great things to see at the hotel. So Animal Kingdom Lodge is normally, you know, the negative against it is it's so far away from all the parks. But if you're staying in a villa, it doesn't matter as much if you're far away from the parks because you can enjoy your hotel room that all the much more.
1: Definitely. It feels like more of an escape vacation in that location. So makes sense to me, even though I'm not a huge fan of the location of Animal Kingdom Lodge. All right. Well, let's close it down with our traditional Disney do or don't. What do you got for us, Joe?
0: All right. So my Disney don't is don't ignore OTAs or online travel agencies when you're looking to book Disney hotels. And by that, I mean, Expedia, hotels.com, Travelocity, if it still exists, orbits. I don't think Travelocity exists anymore. Does it?
1: I think it does. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't know.
0: Do what I say, not what I do. Um, I, I usually, I normally use Expedia. That's why I don't think about travelocity a lot. Uh, even Priceline, they will list Disney hotels uh, online, you know, as long as Disney has space. Sometimes, They'll be a little bit cheaper. Sometimes they'll be the same price. But if you have Expedia Rewards or Hotels.com free night, or you know they all have their own kind of rewards programs, you can save a little bit of money off your hotel. And you're really you're booking the same room as any room that you would book through Disney itself. And it can be a little bit annoying to get your actual Disney reservation number. But once you find that, sometimes. Worst case scenario, you have to call. A lot of them will include it on your online confirmation. Once you get that Disney reservation number, you put that in your My Disney Experience, and you can do everything as if you had booked the hotel through Disney.com. You know, you can you can set up your Fast Passes, you can um, book your Magical Express, all that stuff. So, you know, don't ignore those OTAs. You can sometimes save a few bucks there, and as we know with Disney, every dollar matters.
1: Definitely. And sometimes they have availability when Disney shows the rooms is being sold out. So that's the other thing. It opens up sometimes availability that you wouldn't see otherwise.
0: Right. And if you really want to go next level, there are some Priceline Express deal shenanigans that you can engage in. Uh, they're totally on the up and up, but I say they're shenanigans because they can be pretty involved. For that, I recommend you check out uh, John Tierney at jjt on twitter he writes blog posts for returningplans.com uh every once in a while talking about those deals and how you can book them so you can go search that out and we'll leave a link in the notes for that as well great tip joe all right so thanks so much those are our picks for favorite value moderate deluxe and deluxe villa resorts but we'd love to hear your picks let us know you can uh leave a comment on the post that we have on our Facebook page for this episode. You can email us DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com or tweet at us at WDWDeciphered on Twitter. Again, if you're interested in supporting us or joining our supporters-only Facebook group, you can check us out on Patreon.com slash Deciphered. Other than that, thank you so much, Leslie, and I will see you at the Polynesian Bungalows, but just from the outside, looking in.
1: Thanks, Joe.